0: Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of March 19th through March 25th, 2012. Vulnerability activity for the period remained consistent with previous periods. Highlights for the period include additional exploit information for the Microsoft Windows Remote Desktop, uninitialized memory access arbitrary code execution vulnerability. Multiple security advisories were released by Oracle for JRE. IBM for DB2, RSA for Envision, VMware, HP, and FreeBSD. And Google released an updated version of the Chrome browser that corrects multiple vulnerabilities. In threat activity, the increased activity on port 3398 related to the Microsoft RDP vulnerability decreased during the period, although an exploit for the vulnerability was added to Metasploit and likely other exploit tools. Cisco security intelligence operations also identified increased IPS detection activity for the Microsoft SharePoint vulnerability. The activist group Anonymous has released conflicting statements that claim or deny that they will launch an attack on the 13 root DNS servers on March 31, 2012. Despite these claims, a successful attack to interfere with the Internet DNS systems is unlikely due to the high resiliency of the DNS root system. The last attack on the root DNS servers occurred in 2007 when two of the servers were impacted by attacks, but little impact was noticeable to users. The LawSec group, following the recent arrests of several members, has released statements that they'll launch attacks targeting U.S. government systems on April 1, 2012. Attackers are once again targeting LinkedIn users with an email phishing campaign using malicious messages that mimic the notifications usually, users normally receive from LinkedIn. The phishing campaign is delivering the banking Trojan is critics uh, to compromise those users' systems. Verizon has released the full Verizon 2012 Data Breach Investigation Report, including details and findings of the investigations conducted by Verizon throughout 2011. IntelliShield published 116 events last week, 55 new events, and 61 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. Consumer devices today are being developed and marketed with increasing capabilities in order to personalize our experience. Advances in technology have brought facial and speech recognition not only to personal computers and smartphones, but now into our very own living rooms. Televisions with sensors such as Building cameras and microphones and, more importantly, the computing resources and software to make them smart are now on store shelves and in homes in increasing numbers. Recent developments in the computing chip industry, such as very low-powered processors with support for Bluetooth low-energy, IEEE 802.15, and other low-power connectivity technologies, promise to only accelerate the proliferation of these so-called smart devices. From smartphones, smart televisions, and smart meters, never before have so many consumer products presented so many opportunities for misuse and abuse. Already, government agencies have expressed interest in the intelligence-gathering capabilities represented by these sorts of consumer devices. It's even been suggested that our very notions of identity and secrecy must change to accept this new reality. These developments raise important privacy and security issues for both individual consumers and organizations. In a future of interconnected computing devices, from the smart television to the networked coffee maker, individuals and organizations should consider the security and privacy implications of these devices when making purchasing decisions. And next, in the legal risk management category, A school in Minnesota is being sued by the American Civil Liberties Union after punishing a student and requiring that she surrender her Facebook and email login information after she posted a comment on her Facebook page stating her dislike of a school staff member. The student was reprimanded once more after posting a complaint, which included a curse word, on her Facebook page about someone reporting her to the school. Furthermore, according to the ACLU release... The student was coerced into turning the account information over to school officials amid allegations that she had online conversations about sex with another student off campus. Note that no warrant was present during these interactions. One aspect to note here is the fact that the student in this case is actually an underage Facebook user, as Facebook's age restriction applies to anyone under 13 years old. While much more needs to be done to control and restrict underage Facebook accounts, uh, the actions in the case remain. D- to what end does this privacy concern extend? Will employers attempt to require em- employees to turn over login details when faced with an employee who's posted viewpoints or concerns not in line with the organization? Where, where are the boundaries of freedom of speech? Will the amendments indeed need amending? If so, how does that undertaking proceed? Is it better left alone? Or is this a much simpler situation in which a mutual respect must take precedent? This goes well beyond a school or employer element, as situations similar to these are prevalent in other facets, uh, such as religion and church members, uh, sporting industries, and more. As social media continues to evolve, freedom of speech and other constitutional rights will continue to be challenged. And as a society, we must be ready and willing to institute processes to suit these situations. And this week in the Identity Risk Management category... A recent report by Microsoft and professors of computer science at uh, Indiana University at Bloomington identified weaknesses in the implementation of single sign-on in multiple popular websites. The flaws are reported as implementation errors in how the application programming interface is implemented. Uh, the most critical flaws could allow an attacker to access the accounts without knowing the account password. This is a classic case of Three common issues facing security professionals and users in one. Trying to remember multiple complex passwords, the, disc- the decision of trading risk for convenience or speed, um, and the implementation or configuration of an otherwise secure API introducing vulnerabilities. The first two topics are continually debated, but the recommendation remains the same for users to implement multiple, complex passwords and use the available password storage software to help users manage those passwords. Ultimately, users must make the decision of convenience versus security, and the recommendation is to not use these methods for sensitive accounts. The third issue is more of an issue of service providers and website owners than end users. Implementations that do not conform with the accepted standards, or in this case, the unsafe use of an API that introduces weaknesses or vulnerabilities, have to be addressed by the owners and their software development processes. Improvements in secure software development and testing should identify these issues prior to exposure. While the continued vigilance in research, academics, and industry groups to identify issues and work with the owners can help accelerate a resolution. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category. Kazuo Hurai, Sony's new CEO as of April 1st, is reportedly reshuffling the leadership of Sony's U.S. entertainment business as part of his strategy to refocus on the Japanese company's core consumer electronics business. Hurai is known for his success with Sony's PlayStation, uh, which famously suffered a hack and prolonged outage last year. Horizon's efforts to refocus Sony echo a broader strategy by the Japanese government to empower Japan's electronics industry through a series of corporate consolidations. Japanese touchscreen display makers are to be merged, for example, uh, as well makers of large-scale integrated chips, or LSIs. According to the Financial Times, Panasonic and Fujitsu will spin off their LSI business to merge with Renesas, leaving Toshiba as the only diversified Japanese electronics group with a sizable LSI manufacturing capability. The move, which appears focused on industries for which scale is paramount, may help Japanese electronics companies compete better against the likes of Korea's Samsung. The Quasi-Governmental Innovation Network Corporation of Japan will spearhead the program. The INCJ has deep pockets and will control 70% of the new company, according to news reports. In some ways, it harkens back to the heyday of Japan's industrial policy in the 1970s and 80s when the government in Tokyo threw its support into building national champions and may help Western companies and governments maintain perspective on Beijing's support for burgeoning world-class technology brands. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report... Visit www.cisco.com/go/sio and select the cyber risk reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.